Welcome back into the Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Justin Patrick. With me, as always, Zach Taylor, and we're missing a dude that's about 6'2", blonde hair. You been? You seen him? I have not. You well, I did. I did see him. I saw him on Facetime this morning. Saw him on Facetime this morning. Yeah. Nothing after that. Yeah, but I mean, you know that L.A. traffic. <laughs> Except we don't live in L.A. We we live in BFE. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but whatever. Apparently, five p.m. traffic is rough. Yeah. So no, we're, we're mean, without Sean today. The Avalon exit is backed up. Past the Davis exit. Yeah. Which that's probably about approximately like six miles or so. That's ridiculous. Uh, so that's six miles of just, it's three lanes of just cars <laughs> stuffed. I'm like, well, good luck to you. Hopefully by the time I leave here, that won't be there anymore. You don't want it on the way back? No, I'm good, man. I'd rather not. I'd, <laughs> I, so, like, I like the 15 minute drive. <laughs> not, not true. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about, we got some Bucks news about Giannis, some big news. Uh, he's obviously not on the trade block, which I never thought was really think they were thinking of, but I guess they're now just went out and said that he's not. Um, we got some... Mellow being left off the Knicks all-time list. We have new jerseys to talk about. They're going to be coming out next season. Lots of throwbacks. Some ones that we really haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. like um, including a Nets one that we saw that has only been worn for one season in total. Um, and then our main section this week is going to be talking about uh, some Lakers players. They just won the championship. We're going to be talking about some of their key players, some of their midway guys, saying whether they deserve Basically, their ring. because, like, you know, after every championship, there's always those guys, especially when it's, like, a big mainstream franchise like the Lakers, saying, this dude definitely didn't deserve it because, you know, he, he was just there. Like, mainly one of the guys is going to be Kyle Kuzma. I mean, everyone says, mm-hmm. you know, Kuzma didn't deserve that championship. He didn't do anything. But honestly, I mean, let's think about it. Like, Kuzma probably played a lot more minutes than most guys compared to the rest of what's on this team. All right. Yeah. So let's hop into these little topics. So um, we had the Bucks come out this morning – Saying uh, they're if Giannis turns down the supermax, which is a lot of money to turn down. I think if he turns down the supermax, he's leaving a hundred and forty million on the table um, by not choosing to resign. So pretty much the Bucks are able to offer him. I believe it's a five year, uh, or no, it's it's five years, three hundred twenty million. I believe, and the most he can get from anyone else is like a four year. 200 it's something like that it's it, it's a equ- it equates to something like that it's a literally almost a 50 percent increase that he'd be he'd be turning down so basically 64 million the way he's looking at a year if he signs resigns at the bucks yeah something like that and those those numbers are rough i don't remember the exact amount but um it's a large amount of turn down um they're saying and i agree with it i've been saying this for about a year and a half like um they need a shooting guard that can shoot off the dribble once that one they're saying that if you turn on super max then they're going to commit to buying into this team and making moves to make Giannis stay. First of all, why are you not doing that anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second of all, uh, one of the players they mentioned is Kings shooting guard. Uh, I believe – I know he was a finalist in the three-point contest. I can't remember if he won, um, but it's uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich for the Kings. Uh, a young shooter. doesn't. I w- wouldn't say fits into the timeline of the Bucks being a win-now situation – but does give you a lot of value. Um, we've seen him play point guard uh, with De'Aaron Fox out a little bit. Um, 
I think that could be, that could go a long way for the Bucks. Yeah, guys like Bogdanovich are guys that you want to have surrounding your team. You know, you want to have those, you know, a Redick or you know whatnot guys that can shoot the ball. You know, you got your main guy in the paint, which is going to be Giannis, of course. You know, you want to add a center who's good with rebounds. You know, kind of like a Dennis Rodman, how he was with the Bulls. You don't mm-hmm. really need high score. You don't need high scores in the paint one for your bigs. Exactly, you Giannis. You want to put shooters out there when you know, which that's not a necessity because I mean, look at the Lakers. They didn't have great shooters mm. they, and they still were able to win without right. that and, you know i mean danny green was their main guy you know he's like you look at the stats it wasn't really anything su- superior to what we saw around the league like in a duncan robinson or a tyler hero right and i see this as kind of like a, a smarter version of what we've seen lebron's team do in the past um selling out to buy shooters is what a lot of people say and it would be selling out to buy a shooter but buying a young shooter rather than what lebron's team normally do going after players like J.J. Redick or J.R. Smith, players who are like like they got Kyle Korver on that Cavs team. Like you're kind of buying them literally just for the fact that they can shoot, which the Bucks would be doing that with Bogdanovich, but being a younger player, he's a tradable asset. Yeah. I see more value in now, it. Now, I do want to ask you, though, like put aside your fandom for the Bucks, put aside your love for Giannis. Is that $320 million for four years worth Giannis as one player knowing that he, yes, back-to-back MVPs, most approved player, defensive player of the year. Those are great accolades. But the thing is, think about it. Let's put it this way. You could probably sign about a couple different guys who are not saying they're great players. They're like on the edge, maybe kind of an all-star season here or there. For, you know, maybe two years, $60 million, you know, type of guys. And you, you sign probably about five of those type of guys. Or do you just want to go for one Giannis? Because I feel like... If you have five of those type of guys who are, you know, not superstars, but they're they're on the on the verge, great utility players, and they're great, like just on that verge of being an all star, they have that good season. I'd take those guys over, you know, one superstar player because I feel like it's better to have that as a run as a team. Right. So I I think about it the other way. I I will always say, uh, one great player is better than the sum of his contract. Um, and you see that all the times, like. Okay, the Lakers were already in that situation. Mm-hmm. They had the good role players, young guys, mm-hmm. lots of value. They couldn't even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then you see they trade those pieces for Le- Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. You surround The thing is like the drop off from superstars to key role players is so big that like you can get like average role players and like 5 out of 7 nights they're going to give you the equivalent of like Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, uh, Eric Bledsoe. So what I see is like I would rather the Bucks trade quantity for the one star because it's harder to get the star than it is to get good role players. All right, I can see that. I, I just see that as more of like a winning culture. Even with the draft factoring in with that? Uh, Yeah, I do see with that because we're in a win-now situation. Giannis back-to-back MVP. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not playing for the draft at this point. I mean the time horizons don't match up. If if it came down to it and you put the Bucks in a situation where we could have got Anthony Davis for e- close to equal value, I take it all like nine times out of ten, even and a, a player equivalent to Anthony Davis. I mean, not of course Anthony Davis. Yeah, I get I see what you're saying. Uh, the next little topic we got is Melo left off the Nuggets all time team on Twitter. What the hell, dude? Straight up, like, I was like, did y'all just like forget? I I, <laughs> like, I don't understand why uh he gets left off. When literally his peak of his career, and probably the reason why he's gonna be a Hall of Famer, uh, was while he was on the Nuggets. Like, let's think about this real quick. 
Melo, he was made as a nugget. Thing is, I almost forget that he was a Denver Nugget though. I mm-hmm. was, I was young, so far back. I, I was young when he played. But the thing is, also the fact that he jumped around from so many different organizations and franchises. You know, it kind of. This is why I always hate these type of in into careers, like kind of like Vince Carter, because it puts such a big blemish for when they were just mm-hmm. so such a great player. You know, we kind of forget the Denver days of Melo because of him bouncing around. You know, at the Knicks and whatnot, and just like Vince Carter, we forget his Raptors days because he bounced around so much. And, you know. Shaq not not as much. I mean, Shaq, what he played for? Like it's what? it's the winning. Yeah, it's, it's it, because because Melo never won with the Nuggets and he never won with the Knicks. Same thing with Vince Carter. Like Raptors were never that big winning team. Um, the his Nets days are iffy to me. Like kind of just never had that big moment or that. For example, like when I think of Shaq, I literally think of the lob from Kobe to Shaq against the Trailblazers. He uh, yeah. dunks it with one hand, turns around, he's going nuts looking at Kobe. Like he's that, you had those legendary moments. Yeah. Um, Melo's third on Nuggets all-time scoring. Yep. He's like how scoring. are you not in a top seven of all-time Nuggets players? And I, I think it just comes down to a recency bias. Like, bro, like I, Jokic is my favorite center. Like mm-hmm. I, he, I think he's the best center in the league. He could stomp it. I think he's better than he Davis. I think he could stomp uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, I just Rudy Gobert, go to sleep. You're nothing to me. But like I, I don't see why Jokic is on there, being the length of his career, total points scored, whatever. Like I don't see how that equates to being higher than Melo. And I also hate the fact that. He's still an active player, so you know he can go be somewhere an all-time guy somewhere else. I mean, yeah. he, we he, he was introduced as a Nugget, but the thing is, he could still go be you know great somewhere else if they were to let him go. I mean, I, I always hate the fact of putting active players on all-time list just mm-hmm. for that reason because there's still so much that can happen. Yeah, in that it's gonna it's gonna have to be a, a a certain amount of championships or something like that to really put you on that list. Like LeBron is an all-time Cab no matter what. Because of the championship. Uh, LeBron's probably in top 10 for all-time heat because of the two championships. Same thing with, um, uh, like, you would consider, like, who am I trying to think of? Um, Curry's an all-time warrior. Yeah. Like, it, even though their career isn't over, they're still Dwayne there. Dwayne Wade, all-time yeah. heat. You know? It's the winning. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing we got is we got jerseys to talk about. These are sweet. So, Justin, I got a, picture, a few pictures of these. I know y'all can't see these, but we have the Mavs green. I call them the cowboy jerseys because they used to, like, have the little, like, Mavs with a little cowboy hat on them. Now, aren't um, they – is that, like, a version of so – Dallas, they have a hockey team, the Stars, and that's, like, mm-hmm. pretty much their exact same color scheme. So I think back in the day when uh, – that the Mavericks were wearing these jerseys was around when the stars started playing. So I think it was kind of like a, oh, Dallas is just going to be the green state. Right. You know what I mean? I think it was something then, similar like that. Like, Well, that's the thing. Who came first? Cowboys did, right? Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Cow- yeah. Cowboys were only first, but I think it was just, I mean, like that was a tie to the Cowboys because they were the green. Mm-hmm. Their logo had a cowboy hat on it. Like it was kind of like the state of Texas combined. Yeah. So. Those are sweet. I love to see those back. I hate those neon green ones they have right now. Yeah, the, you know, it's like graffiti or yeah, whatever they're calling it's, it's, them. Like, it's not a throwback, is it? No, those are brand new. They yeah, they're brand suck. new. I don't like them. I don't know. I feel like there's there's a point where you just, you go too far when it comes yeah. to being too vivid and bright. I think Miami, the Miami Vice, they hit it perfectly. Yeah, yeah I think I it's because they have something to tie it to. Like the Mavs one yeah. is literally just like. It's like, just, oh, we're going to throw a bunch of random They look like a there. jersey you'd wear in park on yeah. 2K. Like, that you made yourself and your pro-am, yeah. your pro-am owner was like, ah, these are kind of cool, and, yeah, like, they Miami, suck. Miami, like, Miami, that South Beach theme yeah. is those colors, right. like, the bright blue. And, and it definitely helped it, like, 
they had like D Wade on the 2K cover who tied in with his logo or his cover with it. Like it definitely built on it. Yeah. The next one we have is the Nets tie dye jerseys. I I don't know. I don't think I ever watched a game with them in. I don't know about you, Justin, but like I'm, these uh, jerseys are pretty cool. I've only really ever seen them on 2K, like the few times I played with the Nets, and I just kind of like, oh, I've never seen those before. Let me throw those on. Like, yeah, I kind of like the fade that they like have the in the gradient. Yeah, look. yeah, the, the fade color they have going on there. They're they're called the tie dye jerseys. I don't know why the tie dye. I see it more as a gradient. Well, I mean, because you see it, there's a little, there's a really faint white in that blue up there. It's like yeah, a light like blue. stripe kind of. If they had, now, if they had put a little bit more of the stripes within the logo of the yeah. Nets on there, then, then it's a little more tie dye. But really, it's. I think it's going to be sweet because they're kind of unveiling this new culture with KD and Kyrie and now they're bringing back an old jersey who they didn't have a lot of winning with these jerseys I mean they, I think they only had them in the 99 season or it might have been 91 I can't remember correctly when I was reading earlier um but not a lot of winning these jerseys but they could definitely spice it up I mean the Nets are doing good with their jerseys they they had those the the gray ones with the little uh colored stripes on them yeah, those yeah, were yeah, cool like uh, I thought about buying a Nets jersey just because I thought those were cool. Like, there's been a couple teams where you know you just want to buy a jersey. Like, you're not even a fan of the team. Yeah, yeah. You know, there might be one player you liked. Now these next ones though, the Lakers blue. That's a really dope thing. I mean, I'm looking at the picture of Kobe shooting in it. And that's probably like one of my go-to if I'm playing as the Lakers mm-hmm. on because it's, it's different. Yeah, it's different, right? Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, the Lakers have always been you know purple and gold, right? But this mm. one time they had the Dodgers you know colors mm-hmm. on there. It was it was actually a really cool. Right, ride. I lo- I love that they tied in the like cursive writing mm-hmm. that the Dodgers use as well. Um, so then we got the Hornets bringing back the pinstripes. They're slightly different. Um, their pinstripes used to be this. Um, I don't know how to describe it other than like it was like a straight line and they had a little like zigzag and then a straight line. Like it had like a little bit of a niche coming out of it. Um, and now these are like solid. They're very similar though. Um, they look clean. I'm always a fan of pinstripes. I'm always a fan of pinstripes and I love to show us colors just you know that teal and purple mm-hmm. i've always loved that color scheme together i went to a middle school and they had that color scheme and like honestly that like, the school's basketball team the jerseys were fire oh i bet yeah like it's fire uh so then we got the raptors coming out. these jerseys look very very similar to their um i believe they were like the ovo jerseys that they mm-hmm. wore but now they're just bringing them across all of them uh, so they brought out the Raptors are unveiling a whole line. That's going to be their new thing: um, a red with the black, white with the uh, white with the red, and then an all black with like a gray pinstripe. Pretty cool. I I, I like that all black. I, it's, it's different. It I looks don't weird. love the letters. I I'm I've never been a fan of this like Raptors and like the triangle thing. I think they can I, do I've something never better. Liked. I never, I don't like it how it is just a sharp angle to it. I'm always fine with a curve, like how the Grizzlies or the Sonics have yeah. their jerseys, just a little bit of a not not a large curve, just a little yeah. You know, they're they're a little, eh. but these Raptors are just like a, a V on the front. Yeah, it's like it's I like, like a, it's like an, it's like an ups a, a mountain pretty much. And, and it and it's very similar to like their jerseys now. These just look like I the one word I put on describing is like they're just like crispier mm-hmm. than their normal ones. They just look like finer lines. Logos look cleaner. Yeah. That's about it. And then the final one that I was able to find that they were releasing is these Hawks jerseys. Now, these are these were released a few months ago. I just don't think we ever talked about them. They look very similar. Um, their red one is literally their throwback jersey from, like, Doc Rivers days, Spud Webb. That's literally just yeah, the, the red. They're starting to bring back that yellow as more of, like, a secondary color, mm-hmm. really. Um, the black ones look sweet. It's black with like a, a yellow writing, red outline on the stuff. Those are very strong. I like how like how like bold those letters look. Yeah. Um, and then the white looks exactly like they're white ones right now. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I don't, I don't mind those. It's nothing crazy, but it's, you know, it's, it's just pretty simple too. I something I've always remembered though is that Hawks jersey with, like with the giant right Hawk the bit yeah yeah and that I've always thought it was a badass jersey I'm and I I, I like that jersey because there was no big number on the front I thought it yeah. was cool that it was like on the on the shoulder almost like a patch which I never complained uh, about those type of jerseys either because they're different when it comes to basketball because when you think of basketball it's always that you got the team name across the chest you got your number on the back got your mm-hmm. last name it's cool to be a little different but yeah. not Raptors different that's, yeah I know that's like Cleveland when they had their giant logo in the playoffs and LeBron played for them in twenty six. They have that giant mm. C, and then that the twenty like the, the mm. number right yeah. there. Yeah, but they had sleeves on the jersey. You know, LeBron hated literally the the mo one of those like memorable moments I guess from that playoffs was literally LeBron, LeBron just ripping, ripping the sleeves off. Like That's one of those it. that like you know they're gonna make a documentary like LeBron there and be like the time when LeBron went supernova and ripped off his sleeves, dropped ten points after that, like. It's like something stupid. Yes, he freed up his range of motion. That's yeah, they'll, they'll come up with a reason for it. <laughs> Um, but so let's hop into our main topic. All right. So we're going to go through these players. Um, some of them we'll go through quicker cause it's kind of obvious. Like obviously we both know Anthony Davis deserves his championship. Uh, we'll give a little bit of, I'll drop, I'll give you stats on their regular season, postseason. We'll go based off of that. And then I'll give you a few of their previous accolades. Uh, cause I know sometimes that comes into account whether the championship ca- should count for these people. Um, so first we got Anthony Davis regular season. He averaged 26, 26.1, uh, 9.3 rebounds, 3.2 assists, 1.5, 2.3 on the accessory stats. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he was in the MVP running for a while. Uh, postseason, we saw his points go up to 27.7, 9.7 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Again, with the 1.2, 1.4 accessories. Honestly, it's a no-brainer for Anthony Davis. I probably didn't even need to read the stats. I mean, we're talking about a player who previously – was one of the players in MVP voting, uh, a seven-time All-Star, finally got his championship. Yeah, finally got his championship. And this is one of those guys where you're just like, you're happy to see that he finally got what he deserved because, you know, he's had such a good career. You know, he's not a he's not a guy that people hate. He's a pretty likable guy. You know, we saw in the regular season he put up 26.1 and then the postseason 27.7. You know, so there, not much of a different increase, but still, I mean, he he still went up and he still he shined in the playoffs. I mean, people were going to get mad saying you know LeBron didn't deserve it, Anthony Davis got snubbed. I mean, but that's also the same thing though. Is like if Anthony Davis had won Finals MVP, they're going to say that he carried LeBron. You know, for it's, sure. Uh, yeah, there's a, when it comes to LeBron, someone's always got something to yeah. say. An- so- Anthony Davis is a no brainer for me. He finally got his. He earned it. Yeah. He did leave his team to come to the Lakers, but I mean, you have the freedom to do that. Yeah, you have the so. freedom to do it. I mean. KD did it. Everyone hated him for it. It's like, look. Yeah, know. but at this point, like, do you care? I mean, we've seen it happen so much now. It's just like players want to win. Yeah. You know? It's it's some people, they'll, they'll take the money route, like which we might see Giannis exactly. do. But it's also a winning route. It can be a winning route mm-hmm. too. But, you know, some people just want to go get their, get their ring. For sure. So next we got LeBron, uh, 25 points per game, 7.8 rebounds, 10 assists. I think, I believe that was a career high. I don't remember exactly. Um and then we had almost an identical stat line for him in the playoffs, more rebounds, uh, two less assists per game. It's obvious he deserves it. I mean, he's finals MVP for a reason. Yeah, I mean. Um, now, I will say, for me, this has to be his least earned. I don't, I don't Earned isn't the right word I'm thinking of. But like, it, it's, it's his worst, like, I don't, not even worst performance. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, this is like the least important championship for him. I don't know. Like, I think least significant is probably something. Yeah. For you. I think the two that he won at the heat, with the Heat, 
Those said something a lot. And you know, Cleveland, of course, was a big one because he came back home, won the championship, beat the Warriors, who were you know the toughest team to beat, uh, you know, with the with the best record in the regular season history. You know, it, so that was, that was a pretty important one. But this one was kind of like, all right, we're kind of expecting this after hearing Anthony Davis get put up there. You know, it's kind of like if they don't win it, it's kind of like they they were definitely in a situation where like people were talking, about, oh, if they don't win the championship, Anthony Anthony Davis might leave. So, you know, yeah. I don't really look at this one as a big one for him because of that reason. So. He still earned it, though. Yeah, he I did. mean, you're a top-two scorer on your championship team. Uh, the next one we have, this one's going to be a little toss-up. Okay, so we got Kyle Kuzma, 12.8 through the through the regular season. Keep in mind, 12.8 was the third-best score on, these, on this team. Mm-hmm. Kind of ridiculous. Um, they did play a lot of, like, uh, win by community other than the top two. So 12.8. 3.6 assist or 3.0 or 4.5 rebounds, 1.3 assists, about the same in the playoffs, 10, 2.2, 3.1, pretty similar. I mean, all he has as an accolade is literally being a 2017 all rookie team. That's it. Yeah. And this championship. You know what he kind of reminds you of? When you start your 2K my career and he's still a 65 and you're just like shooting balls, but you know, you, you don't have any rebounds, right. you don't have any assists. <laughs> Like you might put up one by accident because you slipped the A button and you yeah, just put yeah. it up there, dude. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Because look at it, ten points flat, then point nine or is it? Yep, three point one rebounds and then not even one assist for the playoffs. Yeah, and then pretty much almost similar stats for the regular season as well. It's kind of like you know, Kuzma. People, this is one of the main guys that like why I wanted to do this segment is because mm-hmm. Kuzma was looked at as you know. He didn't deserve this ring because he didn't put the stats that he should have. He didn't put up the performance he should have. I'll be honest, Kuzma was looked at probably as one of the main guys coming into this season. And when LeBron came in here, he was like, going to be looked at as one of LeBron's main Yeah, he, they he, chose to keep Kuzma out of all those young guys. Yeah. They literally said, I want to keep Kuzma. I mean, don't know why you wouldn't keep Brandon Ingram. But. I, I get – and we talk, I think we've talked about this before but not on the podcast. Brandon Ingram was obviously the best player out of that. Cool, you had one good season out of Kuzma and you chose based off that, really? Mm-hmm. But I don't – I guess you you choose Kuzma because of the fit. I mean, putting putting Brandon Ingram with this, I guess – Well, I don't look, know. look at the thing. Look at the bigs they have. I mean, I feel like Brandon Ingram would probably be a better fit in NOLA. And then also, I feel like Kuzma – they need more shooters. Like, we, we've right. talked about this multiple times is that their main shooters was Kuzma and then KCP and then Danny Green. Not a great list, but they need something. <laughs> so what do you what are you thinking? Did did he deserve this ring? What year is he? He's fourth year. He was an all rookie twenty seventeen, so he would be third. This is his he just finished his third season. For a third season, you're still putting up a double in points. I'm not saying, you know, you he wasn't looked at as a, a star player, you know, but he was looked at as a role player. I guess he, he kind of did his role, in my opinion. He he didn't start every game. You know, he, he in the playoffs, he didn't start any games. Uh, and he only started nine games in the regular season. So, you know, coming off the bench, yeah, you you know you did your role. Yeah. Okay. I, I also believe that I – I was honestly hoping you were going to say he didn't deserve it, just so I could come at you a different way. But, yeah. Kyle Kuzma, I do say I do think he deserves it. Someone's got to be the third best player. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it comes down to uh, on the Bucks. I mean third best player. What are you giving but it to? Honestly, I'm looking at you know McGee and Howard, those type of guys. In my opinion, and stat stat wise, they didn't. They you know on mm-hmm. one comes points rebounds. 
I feel like just the effect of having them on the floor, it made things a lot easier for them and AD and mm-hmm. also LeBron. Just having those big guys in the paint, right? Yeah, you know, but remember, we're we're not comparing them against each other. Yeah. It's it's them against themselves. So we're both saying he gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we got Dion Waiters up next with eleven point nine in the regular season, one point nine rebounds, two point four assists. Typical Dion Waiters season, and then in the playoffs, we have two points per game and not even half a rebound or half an assist. Keep in mind, Dion Waiters at this point has become a journeyman. We saw it at the Cavs, Hornets, changed numbers at the Hornets for I mean, no May reason. I was guaranteed a ring coming he, into the finals. Yeah. So. And then finally with the Lakers, I mean, he, I mean, Dion Waiters for me is what I equate to if Kyle Kuzma hadn't been drafted by the Lakers. A scorer mm-hmm. kind of stays in the league just because he can kind of blow up every once in a while. I mean, his time with like a few other teams um, – I'm pretty sure he played for the Thunder. Um, basketball references is not having him on there. But, uh, yeah, he did. He played half a season with the Thunder. Um, but I I just don't see a lot of value from I, I, well, I don't know. Look at the games, man. Seven games of the regular season, five in the playoffs. It's, That's not, he, was, he did have a midseason trade, mm-hmm. but still, five in the playoffs doesn't mean anything to me, honestly. Yeah. Five out of, okay, they what? They won 16 games. Yeah, they he, lost. he was averaging you know 7.6 minutes a game. And think about it. Look at all the games that the Lakers absolutely blow out someone, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to put in guys like Waiters. You know, they're yeah. not going to keep you know, the AD and LeBron in there. They're going to put guys in like Waiters. So that's where those 7.6 minutes per game comes from. Yeah. So it's a no for me. Yeah, it's a no for me. He was a bench rider. He, I don't know, not really anything for me. So then we got Contavious Caldwell Pope. Um, not not a lot of points. I honestly thought he averaged way more. This nine point three points per game in the regular season. Two point one, one point six. Pretty much another Dion Waiters. He just played more minutes, really, and played the whole season. He he averaged twenty nine minutes in the playoffs and averaged twenty five point five in the regular season. Pretty consistent, though. I mean, like. All right, his, his stats are almost identical stats. from regular season to playoffs. I mean, Contavious Caldwell-Pope has been around. We He was on the uh, Pistons for so long, it felt like. Um, and then he finally moves. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know about Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, this goes back to what I was saying about you know Kyle Kuzma being one of those main shooters. KCP was as well. And you look at these stats, it's like, was he actually? Because that's not saying a lot. Yeah. I mean, he started every game in the playoffs this year, and he started 26 games in the regular season. And he was only putting up 10.7, you know, yeah. with 29 minutes. So literally, what's the math on that? He's putting up every three minutes a point? Yeah, every yeah. three minutes you get a point. One point. Yeah, one point. A free throw. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. I mean, that's literally – and, like, let's look at the field goal percentage. I mean, I can't pull that up right now. I don't have that on me. Um, here it is. The, the efficiency doesn't even matter to me. It's just he he got the start, and it was almost like a yeah. who else are you going to start? He pretty much – in the starting five or, like, pretty much the top five players, he had the lowest – he had 42 or 41.8 mm-hmm. if you want to be specific, you know, which isn't saying a lot. Kyle Kuzma had 43, and, you know, LeBron and AD, of course, having 57 and 56. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. That's playoff, so, too. So so what are you thinking? Does, does, did he deserve it? For the amount of minutes you play and you're only putting up that many points and you're not putting up any other help, really only two rebounds and an assist, he was doing – he averaged a steal too. Ah, uh, no. Okay. 
I'm going to go against you. I'm going to say he did just for the way he played the last two games of the finals. That's just it. Two games, which just two games. Just the those two games. I don't know what the averages are for those two games, but I know uh, hit back-to-back clutch threes in the second to last game. In the last game, he looked like he was going nuts on defense. So I'm going to say he deserves it just for those two games, honestly. I will give him a shout-out here is that he was – wasn't even averaging a turnover in the playoffs on it, so or he wasn't averaging a full turnover in the regular season too. So you know he kept the ball safe pretty well sure. compared to most players. So so next one I got is Avery Bradley. I mean, I thought Avery Bradley was going to be a good move, and I I don't know if it's just me being attached to the old Celtics Avery Bradley who he really hasn't been for three plus years at this point. But I I don't know. I mean he he played almost. All 49 of the first 49 games. He played 44 of them. Yep. He started 44 of the first 49. I mean, I don't even need to say the stats. Honestly, he he just didn't deserve it. He didn't play at all in the playoffs. Not Literally not no, a single yeah, no, minute. I was, I was, uh, you said his name. I was like, where's he at? Not like, a he's single. Not even he there. only played the first 49 games. It was almost like they played. Mm-hmm. Then they got Deion Waiters, and they were like, uh, maybe we don't need him anymore. I mean, there was definitely some sort of coaching change or scheme change that came in within that I think offense. it was literally just they were like, we got Deion Waiters. Yeah. Nah, we don't really need him. But the thing is, like, okay. Deion Waiters didn't do anything either. Oh, exactly. Deion Waiters played seven games. So, yeah. you know, everybody played 49. Deion Waiters played seven. That's 56. 56. But we played, so like, 60-something yeah, games. Yeah, we're yeah. still missing about 10-something games here out of these guys, so. So basically, who's playing the rest of those ten something games? Neither of them. It, neither, I mean, literally, neither, neither of them. Who's doing it? Who's doing it? <laughs> Caruso? Was it Danny? They just they were just <laughs> like, ah, we'll just give Caruso more minutes. Danny Green, maybe. I, I think it was Rondo. Rondo. Rondo had a couple more starts. At, so I don't know. No. What do What are you thinking? Did Avery really deserve this ring? He didn't play in the playoffs. No, uh, I'm no. saying hell no. Okay, so the next person we got Danny Green. Um, Typical Danny Green season, eight points, three rebounds, one assist. Started every game. Literally, uh, yeah, 68 games, 68 starts. 20. Every game in the playoffs, 21 games played, 21 starts. Had the exact same averages in the playoffs that he did regular season. I mean, we all know Danny Green's history. I mean, great season, tons of great seasons with the Spurs. Um, always a good role player, always considered a great shooter. I mean, for his career, a 40-point, three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Or 40, 40, 40%, sorry. Uh, 40% three-point shooter. I mean, what do we think? Did Danny Green deserve I mean, uh, only previous stats, he's got two NBA championships with the Spurs uh, on all-defensive team back in 2016. Uh, what are you thinking? Okay, for the guy who starts every game of the season, 25 minutes averaging in the playoffs, then also 25 averaging in the Regular season, it, it's Danny Green's stat line. Like I'm not you, I'm, like you can go, you can go back like three or four seasons. It's almost the exact same thing. Last season, okay, he's played almost the same amount of minutes every season. So last season, ten points. Season before that, I'm just gonna go backwards in seasons. Ten, eight point six, seven point three, seven point two, eleven, nine, ten, nine point one. Like that's all he does. Like you know what you're getting. Yeah. High percentage, ten points at best. I'm just surprised they won with him as their main shooter. I think it's defense. Maybe I mean I don't I don't. I really... think it's the bigs. Period. Like like straight up. I mean he did average a career high in steals per game this season, which does go a long way. Yeah. I mean it was a, he was surrounded by some great players, but I mean what what are we thinking? I I he he did play good for me 
in the finals. I didn't I didn't really notice him other than that. This is so tough because he played so many games. Yeah. It's so, so tough. Ah. I feel like I have to treat him. What would I say about KCP? I said no, right? You said no on KCP. Yeah, if I said no on KCP, I feel like I'm getting a really similar, if not the same exact or worse performance out of Danny Green. So I'm going to go so no. I'm going to no. I'm going to go yes just because it's hard to calculate the whole, uh, like on the court, off the court. You'd have to go in some deep metrics, and I just feel like Danny Green brings that. Um, but that's just my opinion. So up next, we got Dwight Howard. Finally. Love him. Literally, finally gets a freaking Probably ring. was like the – I was probably most happy about this guy winning this championship more than yeah. anyone else. Whether he deserved so it So long not, to get – His career deserved it. Let's say that. His career deserved it. The hell that he's been put through, getting thrown around this entire country, just getting traded from team to team. He was great on the Magic. I will never – what he did there will never be taken away from him. Kind of like Melo. No one's going to take the Nuggets away from him. The, you know, but the Nuggets will. Yeah, no, the, nu- the, nuggets, the Nuggets will take the Nuggets, the nuggets, the nuggets from Melo. Yeah, you're right there. But the thing is, I mean, and also the Rockets. But then we just see him. He goes to L.A. where he's supposed to be playing with Metal World Peace, Kobe, Steve Nash. Steve Nash gets hurt. Should have Kobe been. Kobe yeah. tears his Achilles, and it's just like this team. Was you kind of forgot about him after that. You did, no, but the, it, exactly. It he, was he, like he it was like he gone. So that Lakers season is just gone for me. Then he was in the Rockets, kind of gone. The Hawks was. I mean, I saw a few highlights. That was about it. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, we saw him bounce around for a little bit. I, no, I remember seeing really on like, a. I remember seeing that team on a Sports Illustrated cover, of the Lakers. Yeah, that 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 team. Oh yeah, they were expected to win. Yeah, they were on some cover. I'm trying to pull it. I up. mean, it was Dwight coming off a 20 point game or 20 point per game season. Like, there, there's one with just Dwight and then and then Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not seeing the one where Kobe was in it because there was. I think it was. I think it was a Sports Illustrated kids. If I'm being honest, but I mean, because I was like eight. I mean, they were expected to be good. I no, mean, they were expected uh, to be. That was Dwight coming off of 20 points per game, a career high in rebounds, um, always great on defense, over two blocks a game, like insane. Yeah, they get injuries. And then I just I just was so happy for him to get this championship. He I earned it. I was honestly it. really impressed with him because I didn't expect much from him going into this season. Mm-hmm. But he did say, you know, hey, LA, hey, LA we're going. I want to make it. Better I think it's finding a role. Yeah. He he realized like, okay, like I'm not a star. Yeah, he he realized this is he, this isn't his time to shine anymore. Like exactly. it wasn't LA. Like he was expected last time. He was wearing purple and gold. Exactly. Like yeah. get your ass in there, Dwight, and do some dirty work. But the for thing me. was, he like, he was doing that dirty work. Exactly. He, like, he was getting the blocks. He was getting the boards. Like he was doing. And everything you wanted him to do, I mean, I, I didn't care how much he scored. I was scared. Yeah, the stats he, don't matter to no, me for Dwight it, it on this one. But, it, but the effect that he had on the court is what stats, stats don't show that is that that effect that he did have on the court, especially when you didn't have your main guys in of AD and LeBron. It showed a lot that yeah. he he was a big reason why the Lakers were able to stay in games when their stars weren't in. Right, and it, it kind of just felt weird the fact that like. Dwight Howard hadn't won a championship. Like if you if you were to just look at Dwight Howard's like career, just on the paper, nothing else, you'd be like, okay, some some good falls. He probably won the championship. He's probably won a championship. I mean, we're talking about a player who was five time All Defensive, three time Defensive Player of the Year, All Rookie Team, five times All NBA, or eight times All NBA, two time Block Champ, eight time All Star. Like, if you just say that, you don't say the player's name. You're like, okay, he probably has like one or two championships. Yeah, I mean, but. 
it was just a it was one that was just missing here or there. I know in Houston he he did okay in Houston, right? I, it yeah. it was just it was still a weird situation because that was like at the very beginning of Harden's run and everything, mm-hmm. and they were still trying to figure it out. And then and then they transferred to a Clint whole different Capella, scheme. yeah, you know. But Orlando know. still like. He was still just such a great player in Orlando. I mean, he started pretty much every game out there. For me, he 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 deserves this one just for the Orlando days. Just for the Orlando. He should have got the championship with them. Didn't get it. He finally got it. He, I mean, I'm looking at his stats for back then. I mean, he was averaging a double and rebounds every single game. I mean, he. Right, and I I correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure. When I was younger, I remember his nickname. Obviously, he had like D12 Superman. I remember him being called the Daily Double. I don't know why. I just remember Dwight Howard being called the Daily Double. You look it up. He's just looking it up right now. Just look, just look up Dwight Howard Daily Double. See if it comes up. Superman Come on. D12, the Daily Double. Yeah, Dwight I don't Howard. know why. I, I think it was the Magic-specific commentator called him that. Well, it's because... He averaged a double double every season yeah. in Orlando, and then even in LA, he he averaged a double. You know, he was, so I guess that yeah, that makes sense because he was averaging a double. I don't know why I remember that, but uh, so so we both have Dwight deserving it, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, and I'm not saying like he was a great, he was a absolute star on this team, but he still was probably one of my, in my opinion, a top five player on this team. Not, exactly. not statistical wise, just effect on the court. So we got Rondo up next. Um, Forget the stats. Honestly, I'm not giving stats from these these younger guys or these smaller guys. We're talking about their careers, accolades they've gotten before. Uh, what do we think about Rondo's playoff performance? Forget the stats. When you say Rondo won a ring with the Lakers, all I'm thinking is about is this dang kid on the floor drinking up their drinking Oh, my God. Tell me that kid didn't look like Agent Double Zero, though. He did, though. Like, that kid has a little fro with the hat and everything. Like, honestly, a great moment for Rondo. Like, you have to know, like, how much he, like, went through, especially, like, Especially being like on those teams between the Celtics and now, like we're talking him literally dragging teams to wins and like, like Sean Sean likes to say that like you can't have Chris Paul on a team that, that on a losing team, which I think is correct. Like you're going to be average at, at worst. Okay, I feel like Rondo is very close to that, just on like a lower scale. He just had his career beat to death, man. He really did. Like, and you. I don't know. You just know what you're going to get every time. There's a reason why he was considered a, a, a part of the super team, you know, with KG. Right. You know? And I, they, they don't even really count him on that for a while. Yeah. Whenever for I, I know after they won their championship, for a while, there was, like, beef between, like, Rondo and... Paul Pierce, probably. Ray Allen, I believe. Oh, yeah. Because Rondo was so pissed that Ray Allen left to play for the Heat, which... No one likes to talk about Ray Allen. Literally, did exactly what Kevin Durant did. He did just before I mean, everyone else. Think about it. This is kind of transferred from when the the Celtics were that Eastern Conference team to the Heat. Because you remember when they were down big, they like, were down like six points. Mm-hmm. You know, it was LeBron hits a three straight up in someone's face, and hits another one in someone's face. D Wade takes a charge, offensive foul, mm-hmm. and then you know, I mean, I I remember watching that end game of those highlights so many times, and you know, LeBron gets that dunk, mm-hmm. and that's like just the dagger that where they send him to the finals, and it's just like that's when the Heat took over. Exactly, took and over. that's when the super team had died. A new mm-hmm. super team was born. It you know, 
but Rondo, it's, he still was he still was a solid player. I will say this though, I think it's hilarious he won a he won a championship with LeBron because I did see a, per, a picture. How much the, he hated LeBron? He, he took a picture with a fan while he was still in the Celtics of a girl wearing a shirt, and he said, "LeBron's a bitch." Yeah, I, I, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, LeBron's like praise like hit how smart how smart Rondo is, like how savvy he is. I mean, R- Rondo's always going to be a guy who has so much knowledge for the game because he experienced so many mm-hmm. different eras of ball. You know, he experienced KG, Kobe, LeBron. He's experienced so many different play styles that you know he he's seen a lot of different types. Right. You know, he's going to have a lot of advice. So, what are we thinking? Yes, I'll give it to him. Yeah. Okay, I'm also giving it to him. So the next person I have is Javale McGee. Mm. Started. Right. Every single game in the regular season, and then also, did he start every game in the playoffs? He he started all but three. No, all. Okay, so he played fourteen games, mm-hmm. started eleven of those. A lot, a lot of the games game. in the finals, he wasn't playing. Yeah, but in the regular season, played every game. You know, averaged five point seven in the regular season when it came to the rebounds. And I'm the gonna playoffs. say a straight up no. Yeah, no. Like it, it doesn't take a lot of analysis for me on Javale McGee. It's just kind of like. He was on the team, and then Dwight, it turned out being what they wanted JaVale McGee to be. Yeah, they wanted JaVale McGee to be it. They didn't think Dwight Howard still had could it. Could still do yeah, it. Yeah, they exactly. didn't think he could still do it, and then he showed it out that he really still could. I think it was kind of crazy that Dwight Howard, I mean, he started starting games because we only saw him start two the entire regular season. So and yeah. I, I think – now, I will say one of the championships that the Warriors won with JaVale McGee, he deserved. I believe it was the twenty. 20- 15 it was either 15 or 17 i can't I remember no, i think it was 17. 17. Um, i will say he deserved that he started almost every game of that series i he deserved that one but this one like i'm looking at basketball reference jerome has no accolades other than being a championship a champion yeah, no he, that literally that literally about. screams you just go to a winning team that's it and you do enough to stay on that team. Yep, that's, that's exactly it. what he did. Uh, so the next player I got. So we're both on no. Yeah, we're, we're no. Okay. Not. So the next player, I'm I'm gonna skip some of these smaller guys like um oh we got we got Kaycock and who literally played one game and Horton Tucker. Obviously. Yeah, Horton Tucker's obviously a no. But this uh, Alex Caruso. Caruso. We love him. <laughs> I hate Alex Caruso. Why? I don't I love hate him. him, but like I hate how much love he gets. Just because. I, like, I, okay, so I I do hate like the 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 all the the. The white goat, this that. He's yeah. no Jason Williams, all right. He's not a Jason Williams or a Steve Nash, but he's. It's funny seeing that this dude with a receding hairline that's baldy is pretty mm. much like dunking on guys. But for me, coming off the bench, only started two games in the regular season, and then started one in the playoffs. He is just your definition of what you want in a role player. Mm-hmm. It's a yes for me. I I would love for him to be more aggressive on defense because then I would make then for me it would feel like he earned it more. Like if he was doing some of the things that like Marcus Morris for the Clippers was doing, mm-hmm. like being the tough guy, being almost like the bruiser, give it to him. So, but he was pretty aggressive on offense. So you know he wasn't afraid to go up against. I, do, I don't want a player who averages five points a game to be aggressive on offense. But he's just coming off the bench. I mean, he ain't like I don't know. So you're saying no. I'm saying no. Really? Yeah, I just I feel like this this guy Caruso was probably one of LeBron's favorite guys on the team cuz he wasn't a main starter, but he's a great role player. He was very consistent. 
you know, he was actually a guy that you could pretty much hand the ball to and just say, all right, he's got a chance of doing something. You know, LeBron was pretty comfortable with him. I think that says a lot. If LeBron, because we've seen what LeBron will do with a guy, if he's like anywhere near can't be trust or can't produce, LeBron's like, he's got to go. Yeah. But he, he looked at Caruso almost immediately and just fell in love with the guy that he can do so much. Don't know why, honestly. So up next we got Markeith Morris. What are we thinking? Now, Markeith as me and Sean call him, is the not good Morris. Is I'm the second best Morris. Um, Mediocre what, Morris, if you ask me. Yeah. I, I, his his uh, nickname is Snoop Dogg, by the way. Okay. I'm, I don't like that. <laughs> but what are we thinking? I, I mean, I, no. It's a no. It's me. a no. There's not a lot to talk about with Marquise Morris. Uh, next, we got Quinn Cook. Mm. Quinn Cook hits. I and I'm a I'm a Duke fan. Okay, I want to I, see Duke players like, win. I was a Quinn Cook fan. And this comes from a North Carolina guy. I was yeah. a Quinn Cook man when he won that championship. Versus who was it? Well, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, he was on the Wisconsin team. Or he was on he was he on the, the team that the, beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin yes. Yeah. Yeah, that team was a really good team because they had Okafor and they had Justice Winslow. Mm. And that team was fun to watch, man. That team was good. I, I probably the last good. That's probably the best team that we've the last good team that we've really seen come out of Coach K. Honestly, Zion, huh? Well, bro, what? Okay, I'm thinking so far back that I just completely skipped over last season because we didn't ha- we didn't have a basketball championship last year. Hey, I completely forget up forgot what about the that. Heck? Okay, but think about it. He did better. That team did better than the Zion team. Obviously, they won. Exactly. Like, what? How far did that team in? It was what? Sweet 16, right? Uh, Lee 8. Lee 8. Who did they lose to? They were close to losing to UCF at Taco. Um, I know that. They lost to. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. Um, but yeah, so Quinn that. Cook. What are we thinking? I Hits me the same way as JaVale McGee. Uh, decent player. You play for a winning team. He literally played uh, – he averaged four minutes a game in the in the whole playoffs. Only played six of the games. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, four minutes in the playoffs, it's not really doing much for me. Like I said, they're going to – Yeah, he played a total of 24 minutes the whole playoffs. A total of 24 minutes. Literally, Danny Green was averaging more a game exactly. than that. It's a no for Queen Cook on me. Um, next, we got JR. No. <laughs> no, he, no, he literally just jumped on the bandwagon at the end. He so. touched the trophy first. <laughs> I why? Know. Why? Why is Jr. Smith touching the trophy first when y'all win? I don't know. And I get that that's not like a big deal. Yeah. But why are you grabbing the trophy first, bro? What did you do? You didn't do. Anything. You played literally. A total – okay, so he averaged seven in the playoffs for 10 games, 70 minutes, and then in the regular season, he literally played like 150 minutes the whole season. By the way, it was Michigan State. I thought it – I was – I knew it was a big school. I couldn't remember. 68, 67, but yeah. All right, anyways, J.R. Smith, man, he literally just jumped on this wagon. <gasps> I do remember that game. Yeah. I did because it was a Zion tip and it rolled around the rim like for like four seconds. It, I remember. He that. definitely wasn't. On I his definitely best. remember. He that. definitely wasn't. On his or best it was. It was either. either. It was either. Uh, I think it was an RJ tip because it was a free throw and he went for the putback and it rolled off. I do I'm know sure. Zion wasn't at his best, so he did. Yeah. He didn't play great. But sorry, that's sidetrack. But what are we thinking, Jerry Smith? No. Yeah, it's a no. All right, and then the last one I'm gonna do just because it's Giannis's brother. What are we thinking? <laughs> 
the f- and I I'm I will kill someone if you try and get on me for being like he's the best Antetokounmpo because that we are not having that conversation. No one's it, saying anyone, that. Have you seen Twitter? <laughs> no, I don't get on Twitter. Okay. Well. <laughs> They people look, people love it's it's Lakers fans. Just do me a favor. Look at the regular season roster and look at the playoff roster. No, Andrekupto, it's a no. It's a no. So that's gonna be all the Lakers we went through. There's a few guys we didn't do. Tyler Horton Tucker, um, and we didn't do Jared Dudley. A few other players who played a few minutes here and there. That's about all the players that played in the playoffs, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's gonna conclude it. Next week we have something big. Um, we haven't, I haven't told you about it yet, Justin. I was like, I, I, but, I have no clue. <laughs> uh, it's going to be cool. Make sure you check it out. Uh, y'all have a great weekend. Where do you think Sean is? Still in a suck of traffic? Yeah, Sean. Sean! Sean! Hello? Sean! <laughs>